Welcome to our 5 p.m. service. My name is Pastor Francis. Thank you, Pastor Larry, for reminding us that it is uh, the God that we have who is in charge, not only of our finances, but the, in, our entire being. We are continuing our series entitled The Gospel Explained, and we are starting chapter 9. We're actually going through three chapters today, and that is a lot to cover, but I believe this is a very timely word for all of us. Romans chapter 9 to 11. You know, when we talk about the book of Romans, we know this, and we've been preaching about this for the past 15 weeks, almost majority of our year. Uh, we have told you that this book is actually a way for us to understand what the gospel really is. Chapter 1 to 8 talks about how God has intervened in our lives. It's our personal walk with Him that we cannot be saved through our own efforts. And as Paul, the author of this book, transitions not only for what we have experienced in Christ, our personal walk with Him, now he begins to talk about how God can use us from chapter 9 onwards. It's a, it's a discussion on how it is to be a believer, not only that we are believers with a personal relationship with God, but we are also believers that God can use for the glory and the advancement of His kingdom. I always say this in a lot of my preachings, that Christianity is personal, but it's not exclusive. And so I believe that this word is for all of us. You know, the life that we are living today is all about ourselves. The world has been pushing uh, and teaching us that we need to take care of ourselves, that we need to make sure that we have uh, settled in in this pandemic. But you know what? We can be a blessing to people around us. And so Paul starts chapter 9 with this very passionate chapter for me. It says, With Christ, as my witness, I speak with utter truthfulness, my conscience and the Holy Spirit confirms it. What was Paul talking about? He's saying that I am not lying. This is very important. This is a serious matter. And I know that God is the one who has given this burden to me. And what is he talking about? Verse 2, it says, My heart is filled with bitter sorrow and unending grief. What are the things that would actually give you bitter sorrow and unending grief? Probably for you, just like what Pastor Larry was sharing a while ago, it might be a loss of a loved one, a loss of a business, a loss of something that is personal to us. But we see here, Paul actually tells us that the feeling of that bitter sorrow and unending grief, he gives us the reason. Verse 3, it says, For my people... He is going through that grief, that sorrow for his people, not for what he is going through. It says, for my people, my Jewish brothers and sisters, I would be willing to be forever cursed. Imagine, Paul was saying this, okay lang that I will be forever cursed, cut off from Christ, if that would save them. Although Paul knows that this is not the way to save people. It's not a negotiation between God. That he would not say, Lord, I will give my life for my brothers just to save them and me not to be saved. What he's saying is that this is the emotion that he would do anything and everything so that his brothers and sisters, the Jewish believers, would be saved. He is a Jew. 
And we know this. He is a Roman citizen as well. So as he continues this letter, we know that there's that compassion. We know that he is thinking about the people who, have, uh, who are lost. We say this. The people who are outside the walls of church. The people who do not know Jesus Christ. And so a good question to ask each and every one of us today. And this is my prayer. No? If, if you're watching this live, I want you to uh, be honest with me. Have you asked this question for the past few weeks or past few months? Or even during this pandemic? And this is the question. Do we have compassion for people outside the four walls of church? Do we still have compassion for the people who do not know who Jesus is? You know, I moved from, and a lot of you know this, for the people who attend my uh, service before, I always share this, that we, there was a season in my life that I am an OFW. I didn't work here in the Philippines. I was based in Cebu. So we were, me and my wife were based in Cebu. And so we moved back to the Philippines. No? Anyway, I hope you know that that's only a joke. We moved back to Manila. And as soon as we got here, the only people we knew were friends from church. I was part of Victory Ortigas way back. And so the people that I know in church are the people I used to know. And so I got reconnected with Jason and Kat. I got reconnected with a lot of people. They introduced me to a lot of new friends here in Victory Green Hills. And I realized I was living in that bubble. You know, the concept of the bubble is very famous now as NBA, as living in that bubble. Nobody goes in and out. They are protected in that bubble. The people should come in are the ones who are uh, uninfected with this virus. And so uh, me, during that time, I was living in this church bubble that all the people that I interact with are people from church. I wasn't able to build with or make new friends in office. Why? Because I have my own set of church friends. And that's what I was living in, this bubble. But I realized I have a lot of friends. My high school classmates are there. My friends, when I was uh, working in Manila before I moved to Cebu, are here. And a lot of people I know do not know who Jesus is. Are we still concerned that the people outside our friendships in church do not know Jesus? Are we actually concerned that they have not experienced this kind of life that Christ wants to give us, that life to the fullest? Are we concerned that a lot of people don't know Jesus? I remember one of my very good friends, he's my college friend, he's one of our victory group leaders here in uh, church in Green Hills. His name's uh, Mark Salazar. And we got reconnected here in our church in Victory Green Hills. And sabi niya, bro, kung nag-church ka matagal na, Kailan ka ba na save? This is his question sa akin, no? And this is what I said. Actually, bro, I think around mga 2001 or 2002. And this is his reply. Imposible. Imposible. Sabi ko, bakit? Bakit naman isang imposible? Sabi niya, kung Christian ka na, no? Ba't di mo man lang sinare sa akin? Sana hindi na ako nag-go through ng mga nangyari sa buhay ko. As people of God, are we still concerned about people who do not know Jesus? Do we have compassion for people outside church? Just like that compassion that Paul has for his brothers, for the people he grew up with, for his community, and probably his family. How many of you that in your life today, you still have family members, your best friends, 
your colleagues, your neighbors, and even your enemies, how many of you still believe that they will be saved one day? I believe all of us have this people in mind. But the question is, are we moving in compassion? Or are we just say, are we just waiting for an answered prayer? Lord, save mo sila, ikaw na bahala. Do we still have that heart for the people around us? As we continue, verse 8, we have to know and understand this reality. Uh, in verse 8, it says, This means that Abraham's physical descendants are not necessarily children of God. Only the children of the promise are considered to be Abraham's children. What, what was Paul talking about? Because during those times, and sometimes until today, the people of Israel believe that they are the chosen one, and that is true. But some of them feel like, yes, because they are part of that nation or they are descendants of Abraham and automatically they are saved. But the Bible says, and Paul begins to illustrate this in this chapter, that it is through the promised children. You have to understand, during that time, when Abraham and Sarah received that promise that they will have children, they couldn't wait for God to answer his prayer. And so they did something on their own. Sabi ni Sarah, no? Para ma-fulfill to. I'd like you to have this slave girl and you can have a child with her and I could be the mother to that child. But you have to understand, God promised that the same time next year, sabi ni Lord sa kanila, you will have a son. And so the promise of God choosing people was through the ones na pinagpromise ni Lord. Naintindihan niyo ba 'yon? Naguluhan ba kayo? And so what what am I saying? And Paul was actually telling us this and this is the reality. Not everyone will be saved. That is a reality that we have to confront that we are confronted with every day that not everyone will be saved. As we continue, I like this um, the letter of Paul in Ephesians chapter one verse four, and unfortunately I couldn't um, read that part natatakpan po can I borrow a Bible? I want to read Ephesians chapter one verse. Four, yeah, na, na, na disorient ko eh. So stay with me. So if this is your first time, please um, say hi to us. Comment kay Jan. And so this is only ad-lib. But I believe God is speaking to you as I read Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. It says here, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Verse 5, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. Paul was talking about that God has chosen the children he will save. And I like the NLT version. It's, it ends in verse 5. It says, this is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. God chose you already. That even before he formed the world, that even before uh, creation has been uh, present, he has chosen you. Imagine that. The God of the heavens and the earth has already 
chosen you and has already the plan to save you and adopt you. And so a lot of questions arise. And that's why Paul discusses this in the entire chapter 9. He says, if God chose us already, and these are the questions of some of the believers during that time, or even the people in, uh, during the biblical times, in the Roman times, this is the question. If God has chosen already, why do we have to still preach the gospel? Kung meron ang pinili si Lord, bakit hindi, why, why doesn't He choose them based on uh, how they're doing? Paano naman yung mga iba naming mahal sa buhay? Some ask is, Lord, are you fair? Merciful ka ba talaga? And Paul begins to address all these questions. He says in verse 14 to 15 of chapter 9, he says, And are we saying then that God was unfair? And the answer, of course, is this. Of course not. For God said to Moses, I will show mercy to anyone I choose and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. Verse 16, so it is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose it nor work for it. Aren't you glad that it's not up to you who God saves? Aren't you glad that it's not us and based on our performance who gets saved? We can't come to God and say, Lord, tignan mo naman, ang ginagawa ko to lahat para sa'yo. I'm comforted that it is up to God and not up to us. And that's why Paul begins to exhort. Paul begins to remind all the readers of this chapter. And I believe it, it is also a good reminder to all of us. In verse 20, it says, it says here, For the questions that we have in life, for the questions that we ask God, Lord, are you faithful with your word? Are you fair? Why won't you save this person? Why won't you save that person? And this is his answer. Don't say that. <laughs> Sabi ni Paul, sabihin Who are you, a mere human being, to argue with God? Should the thing that was created say to the one is created, why have you made me like this? Who are we to say, Lord, wag mo, dapat ito save mo. And I believe this is a very good reminder to all of us. Why? Because sometimes we act as if marunong pa tayo kay Lord. Let that sink in. Minsan, di ba? Parang, Lord, Hindi naman si Sabia. Imposible mo nang isabia kung alam mo lang lahat ng ginawa nitong taong to. When we see someone who has hurt us inside the church, ngayon siguro pag nakasama mo sa Zoom, casual ka lang, pero sometimes you would say, Lord, bakit ito nandito sa church na to? Alam mo ba, nag-iitong ginawa niya sa akin. This person should not be sa- Imagine that. Sometimes we base it on our own mathematical equation. Ah, this person, di na kayang isave ni Lord. No? Ah, this person, di na kayang it, It's based on the performance of, the, of that person, on the things that we know. But you have to understand, it is the Creator who decides and who knows everything about us. I just want to remind you, and this might hurt you when I say this. And this is also a reality in my life, okay? You have to understand that God saved us at our worst. He has saved us and chosen us even though he knew we would do all those things. But God saved us anyway. And so thank God, it is up to him. And so sometimes we have to reflect, Lord, ganun na ba ako mag-react? Is it about uh, me knowing who deserves who will be saved? As we continue, verse 31, it says, 
But the people of Israel who tried so hard to get right with God by keeping the law never succeeded. Succeeded. <laughs> never succeeded. Yeah, ano ba yung succeeded? Ano yung succeeded? Yun yung sumisisid na nag-succeed, no? But they did not succeed because of their hard-headedness. Brian, wag ka tumawa. Natatawa rin ako. They did not succeed. Why? Because it was about their performance. And Paul was saying, sometimes we are, we have our own conviction. Some people in our lives are sure that they will be saved for as long as I do this. For as long as I attend church. For as long as I give. For as long as I feed the poor. For as long as... And these are all religious works. And some would actually say, alam mo, dun pa rin naman pararoonan, basta mag-pray ka lang kay God. A lot of people in our lives have their own concept on how to be saved. A lot of people in our lives are convinced that they are good people. I was convinced that I was a good boy in comparison to the other person. But the reality is we are all fallen. We are all sinful. The Bible says, nobody is good, not even one. Tingnan mo yung katabi mo, kung nasa Zoom ka, tingnan mo yung katabi mo sa bahay nyo. Nobody is good, not even one. And so, Paul was saying, people were blinded. Verse 32 says, why not? Because they were trying to get it right with God. The people, his brothers, were trying to get it right with God by complying with the law. They were doing this and that. Sabi dito, malalapit ako kay Lord pag ginawa ko to. But instead of trusting in God, they stumbled over the great rock in their path. Nobody can get through God with personal works. And this is sad because a lot of people are fully convinced and fully sincere that this is the right way. But unfortunately, they are fully wrong as well. They are also sincerely wrong. Why? Because it is only through Jesus that anyone can be saved. And so for Paul, this is what he's saying, regardless of the past of my brothers, regardless of their hard-headedness, they were hard-headed because they did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. They believed that the only way to be saved is to do the law. This is the ending of Paul, that regardless of the challenges, Verse 1 of chapter 10, he says this, Dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and my prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. Regardless of the challenges, regardless of how they think, regardless of people who are saying, Sagrado na sila. Have you experienced that? I encounter that. Meron ako mga nakausap, no? Even lately, sabi na, alam mo, pinagpipray ko to, Pastor, pero sagrado yung pamilya nila Mukhang imposible. And I would actually... Um, be more challenged and have that faith in, in saying, Lord, prove to this person that nobody is a challenge compared to your love and kindness. And this is the heart of Paul. Sabi niya, Lord, basta ma-save tong brothers ko. For Paul, any challenge was nothing compared to this kind of love for others. This is the burden that God has given us. Who are the people that God is impressing to you right now where you are? The people that are close to you that don't know Jesus yet. You know, this is who we are. This is the church that we belong to. Victory. And what do we do? Two things. We honor God with our lives and we make disciples. And that is our mandate. But more than a mandate, this is who we are as people of God. We embrace this. That your Christianity, that your walk with Jesus Christ does not end with you. 
that He wants your life to be an image of Him. He wants your life to be salt and light for us to speak up and share the love of Jesus to the people around you. You know, this church is not an exclusive membership club. Hindi po tayo, ah, basta we do this, o mag-feed tayo ng ganitong tao, we, we do this for the people outside, and then we enclose it with members na tayo-tayo lang. Unfortunately, we are not that kind of church. That shouldn't be a church. Because a church is a, ch- is a place where we welcome everyone, regardless of their background, regardless of what they've done. They say, the more the manier. Tama ba yun? Di ba? The more, the manier. Mas masaya yun. Why? Because we celebrate every soul that is encountered, that is saved by God. And so this is my question. Not only is it important to have compassion for others. Kung compassion, no, when you translate it in Tagalog, meron kang awa, may burden ka, meron kang parang you want them to know this. And I always have this dream. Uh, whenever I remember people, not only a dream, no, I, I, not just a dream, also a reminder, that picture, that one day when we get into heaven, I will see a few friends and say, Christian ka? Pati mo kinento sa akin? Alam mo ba yung pinagdaanan ko? Sana sinabi mo? Are there people in our lives that matter to us who don't know the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? Are there still people that we want them to get to know who Jesus is so that they can experience that life to the fullest, that no pandemic can stop them from living a life to the fullest. The more, the men here. The question is this, do we have passion to share the gospel? Do we have that fire in us that we want to share that nobody can stop us? Jesus in our lives. What's stopping you? from having that passion in our lives? Is it rejection? Is it uh, the mindset na, ah, impossible na to? What's stopping you from inching people closer to God? And how are we to be saved? We have to always remind ourselves of this. Verse 9 of chapter 10, it says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. It's not by our own works. It's what Christ has done on the cross. And we receive that. You know, how will people know this truth in verse 9 and 10 if nobody preaches to them? Aren't you glad that God saved not only the people that He promised salvation to, the people of God, the chosen people of God, but even the Gentiles? Tayo puyon. That He has opened it, that He is saving all of those He has chosen. Gentiles and Jews. We need to take this to heart, that God has chosen you and that God is the only one who can save you through Jesus Christ. You know, it's good that we continue to pray for people. Tamayan. Continue to pray for the people in your lives. But it's also good to start speaking to them about the good news. Minsan, no, si Lord, okay yan, anak, pray ka lang ng pray sa akin, pero meron din akong gustong pagawa sa'yo. I want you to speak 
I want you to show. I want you to demonstrate my love for them. And that is a challenge for us believers because this is who we are. It doesn't end with us. We are a channel of blessing. We are the hands and feet of Jesus to this world. And I hope you guys are excited that God is impressing these people that wants or that needs to hear this. If that's you, meron si Lord ngayon, just type it there in our chat box. That's me. God is impressing someone. Might be someone who have, you have lost touch with. It might be your mom. It might be your dad, your siblings. Someone that you know from the office. Someone that you have encountered in the grocery. And now you want to go back and share the love of God. I know that this is not from you, but this is from God. You know, God's plan is for us to be his mouthpiece to the world. God's plan is to use his children to preach the gospel. We're actually going to talk about this more next week. But this is his only plan, by the way. He is not, uh, wala siyang plan B. The way for him to advance his kingdom is through his children, and that is you and me. And I hope you guys are excited. You know, in this world today, a lot of people are fighting for injustice, and that's good. A lot of people are fighting for human rights. And I got reminded about the book of Dr. Rice Brooks, one of the founders of our church. The title of the book is this, The Human Right. And even the tagline says what the human right is. And this is what the human, the basic human right in every nation, and this is the one. To know Jesus and to make him known. Because all the things that we are encountering in life, the injustice, the lack, the sickness, whatever that is, if we know who Jesus is and we make him known, that's having that human right. Because this is the most important thing we need in our lives. I want to share with you a story about how God moves how God uses people. Because some of you might think, Lord, sabi dun sa Bible, no? sabi dun sa Ephesians, sabi ni Pastor, you have chosen people to save already. And so where does freedom of choice come in? Akala ko ba choice namin to receive you? And that's also true. I can't explain it fully because this is one of the most difficult things that I can explain, but I can share a story that I've encountered recently. And this is very recent. Huh? This happened during the pandemic, I think two weeks ago or just last week or last Sunday. This is a story of my wife's victory group, Pam. And this is a picture of their group. You know, um, one of the newest members of her group who just got connected messaged. It was a Sichel, uh, one of our campus missionaries. I have to make sure that my intindihan niyo to, no? So bear with me. Chell, one of our campus missionaries, message Adriel. Yeah, I think ang nickname niya is Adre. No? Adriel. Tama ba? Adriel. Tama ba yung spelling ko? Adriel. Yan. So she messaged Adriel. Now, Adriel actually is part of the Victory family already. She comes from our Katipunan church. Um, during this time, I think she was uh, praying to God and wants to be connected here in Green Hills because she's been watching our online services. And so she messaged uh, Chell message Adriel and ask her if she wants to get connected. And so she, she said, yes. Ad, now, Chell messaged Pam. Sabi niya kayo, Pam, um, meron po ako ipaplag sa inyo. And so, Pam, uh, 
said, okay, I'll, I'll meet with her, I'll connect with her through Facebook. You know, as soon as they connected in Facebook, they realized they had common friends. Yan yung mga una natin tinitingnan, di ba? Yung common friends. And the common friend is one of Pam's VG members. Her name is Charlene. And this is where the story gets even better. Charlene is the one uh, in the center of the picture. Sa, from top to bottom and left to right. That's Charlene. She's also one of our kids' volunteers. So Charlene, when they went into the Zoom victory group, they were talking inside, Uy, magkakalala tayo, we're elementary classmates. And so they were catching up. And Pam was sharing to me this story of how God has moved. And so guess what? Lisa, the best friend of Charlene, is the person that Adrienne actually shared the gospel to in elementary. She na ni... Adrian, yung gospel kay Lisa, na best friend ni Charlene. And because she received Christ, now she has this burning desire to have her best friend saved. So now she shares the gospel to Charlene. But guess what? Hindi po nag-respond muna si Charlene. So after a few years, now, one of the Victory Group members of PAM years back, her name's Jasmine, she's a flight attendant, office mate naman niya si Charlene. Ngayon, si Charlene, F.A. din. Now, Jasmine has been praying for Charlene for quite some time, encouraging her with probably her Facebook posts and talking to her in flights. And one day, she asked for help. Unfortunately, Jasmine was now connected to a different um, company, Flies International, because of the time difference. Now, she gives Charlene to Pam. Now, Pam begins to disciple Charlene. And now she went through Victory Weekend. She accepted Christ. Now she's actually doing one-to-one with someone. Why am I sharing this story? You know, there are so many times that Charlene actually was shared the gospel. Merong mga seeds na plinant in her life. But she did not respond way back. And this is a picture of how God moves. God chose Charlene already even before he has formed the world. And she has, he has used Adrian to reach out, to put that seed to the life of Charlene. He has put Jasmine in her life and now she is living a life to the fullest. You know, we don't know who God will save. But are we willing to take the risk not to take part in planting the seeds in the people in your life? You know, I believe God has been moving his hand in their life already. The question is, are we responding to the word of God and saying, Lord, baka kami naman ba? Kami ba mag-share? Kami ba mag-encourage? Kami ba mag-bless? You know, this picture, these eight lives are interconnected already today. But the reality is, God has connected them even before forming this world. God has planned all this. God has connected each and every one. And if you see eight people, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight women, do you know that these eight women will not only have an impact in their lives. It will impact more people beyond this Zoom meeting. It will impact more generations beyond this lifetime. Why? Because God is doing His work. Why am I sharing this? I believe that this is our message for today. That God is sovereign. You may not choose Him at first. I actually did not respond immediately. God will never stop pursuing you. He has chosen you. You may say no to him now, but he will continue to pursue you because God loves you. And that is God's sovereignty in our lives. As we end, 
Paul ends chapter 11 this way. He says, Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand His decisions and His ways. A lot of times you will say, Lord, bakit ganon? Hindi nag-respond. Lord, bakit ganon? Hindi nangyari. How I planned it. But you know what? God is not bound by our actions and our timing. He moves in mysterious ways, in so many ways. Why? Because He is in control. Verse 34, For we, for who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give Him advice? And who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? Last verse. For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. You know, when we understand or we begin to understand that God is in control of everything, that even the people that you have faith for, the save ni Lord, that may be the closest people in your life. That may be your spouse. That may be your children. You know, believe this, that God is sovereign and in control. And that he, if He has chosen them, He will not give up. He will continue to pursue them. He will continue to send people in their lives until they come to the saving knowledge of God. The question is this, are you willing to take part in what God is doing in the lives of the people around us? Are you willing to respond? Sometimes it's just a simple text and saying, you know what? I want to share something to you. Lord. Sometimes it's just listening to them for hours and sharing that someone knows every tear that they're going through. You know, sometimes it's those small things. It's that seed that is planted. But the question is, are you willing to have that compassion and passion to respond? Just like Paul. No excuse. Kay Paul sabi niya, basta masave sila. Are you willing? Church, I believe God is reminding us that He is in control. Everything is in the palm of His hand. Your life is in the palm of His hand. And what better way to respond is to actually praise Him. Why? Because God is worthy of our praise. He is a sovereign God. He knows everything that will happen. God is not surprised of the things that are happening around us. We have to accept that because that is the truth. God is in control. I'm going to ask everyone now to go back and worship God. Let's worship God and say, Lord, thank you that in your sovereignty, I'm hearing this message. Lord, thank you that in your sovereignty, you have chosen me and you have never given up. Lord, as we worship you, remind us of the people that you want us to reach out to. 